devil a tag team We keep a black and blue theme But gotta be Shawn Michaels too with Mario Gennetti Two meeting secrets like Hetty But keeps me in the mix like spaghetti Speed through life, Mario and Dreddy Fast but steady, I walk the danger zone Folks want to dead me I knew it wasn't my hood But it was no other way to get home I did want you we attacked Hey, what's up everybody? Welcome to the Wednesday show Welcome to I See Things a Little Differently I am the slow chemical And this is your episode one review of Secret Invasion, a show that I've been waiting so much to see. And let me say this. <clears throat> like, I said this a few weeks ago on the show. I went from, like, I remember when we first started doing these two separate shows, and I was like, how the hell am I going to get through Wednesday shows? So we had different topics and different things we talked about, and I just realized expanding it beside, beyond comic books was always just a good idea. And last week we talked about the Flash movie, and people saying Flash here, um, superhero fatigue, I do think that's a real thing with some people, but I also think we have to come to realization, my opinion only, how many people were actually superhero fans? Or were they fans of a particular talent, like Robert Downey Jr. or Chris Evans, you know? Um, I think the people we see that have air quotes, air quotes, you can't see me doing air quotes, superhero fatigue, are people that were never really into the, the, all the movie aspect and all the connectivity anyway, as far as just like, Every watching everything, these people probably because we, we, we have to remember here before a billion dollars became the standard, not every Marvel movie in phase one, two, and three made a billion dollars. That's not if you say it, if you say it, go back and look at the numbers and don't give me inflation bullshit. Like Captain Marvel made a billion dollars, right? Bad movie. Um, Black Panther made a billion dollars. Um, Second Thor did not make a billion dollars. I don't even think Captain America went to Soldier, which is widely recognized. Matter of fact, let's look it up right now. I don't think I don't think Captain America went to Soldier actually made a billion dollars. Civil War did, um, but the one that's considered the best did not make a billion dollars. The first one definitely did not make a billion dollars. Uh, let's let's see though. Captain America had a budget of only 170 million. That's actually really fucking impressive. That. Um, that's, a, that's the entire budget. That's crazy to me. Uh, I'll go back. $714.4 million. $9 billion. I think we're so wrapped up in a billion that we think that everything's a failure. That is not. That is widely recognized as the best MCU movie of all time to, to, to this, as, this, as of this recording. It's hard to debate because the one thing that everyone talks about with movies nowadays and the reason why they don't really like multiversal stuff which is honestly a part of uh, the problem that happened with the Arrowverse was once you start adding the multiverse the consequences feel so limited they feel so they feel so eh. here's the thing part of that's true I know it's part of the reason that kind of fell I kind of fell out of love with the Arrowverse is because it was like you know how many times is Laura Lance gonna die and she comes back how many times since Sarah last time come back? You know, it just became a joke. Why can't we move on from these characters? Um, and here's the thing. And I was talking to Jonathan Esther about this, and I just and we disagree because I said I said my stance was people just don't like the multi the wide majority of people do not like the multiverse. Told the people who are not casual fan. Told the casuals. He said Spider Man means they disagree with that. It's Spider Man. Spider Man, Batman, Superman are literally the only superheroes in history without movies, without shows, their merchandise is a billion dollar industry unto themselves. And let's want a billion, all three, a billion per. 
These are fucking facts. Without anything else, Marvel will see a billion a year off of merchandise alone. Put Spider-Man on a fucking lunchbox, you, that will sell. How many times do you guys see anything with Spider-Man, Batman, or Superman as peg warmers? You don't. You just don't. He's texting me again, too. Um, but that was going to be very unique, especially because the rumor mill was so ramped up on that with Andrew Garfinkel, Garfinkel, Garfield and uh, Tobey Maguire coming back. That was going to do a billion dollars no matter what. Has there been another billion dollar multiversal movie since? You literally had a multiversal movie in Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness that did not. Let's see numbers on fucking that. Let's see. That came close. $955.8 million. Not a billion dollars. You just don't have it. But Spider-Man alone will sell. We know this. Promoter, if you promote a movie right, it'll sell. The reason why those Andrew Garfield movies didn't do well is because they weren't promoted right, dude. They Sony literally just said, we're keeping this IP for Marvel, so we're just going to put a movie out there. With no thought of anything. They legit... Even with the Craven, Lord have mercy, do I have a rant on watching that fucking Craven? Holy shit, Batman. What the fuck was that? This Sony uh, villains universe is bullshit. Not every hero can be a fucking anti hero. I'm sorry, dog. He's not an anti hero biting someone's face off as he's stabbing them in the fucking neck. You're a bad guy. You're killing people, homie. Don't want to hear it. Not watching that shit. Refuse. Um, so, I just had to get out the way. But the point of me saying all this is, is Secret Invasion should be a nice getaway from the multiverse. And from what Samuel Jackson has said is, this Secret Invasion, watching this, is crucial to watching the Marvels. It'll all make sense. It'll all come together. Um, watching episode one, it is refreshing. My, for the record, I don't... I can... I don't have superhero fatigue. I can't get enough of the shit. I'm an act. This is what it is, being honest with you. Is some good, some bad? Absolutely. Did I enjoy... Let's, let's, let's take it back for a second. I, I enjoyed Moon Knight. Do I feel like there should have been more Moon Knight? Yes. Watching it, I understood the story they wanted to tell, though. So I get it. Um, but that wasn't a multiversal thing. People just... It's hard to keep casual fans intrigued when you have so many branching storylines it's, it's hard you know if you look at the first three phases it was all leading to one thing and casual fans didn't even know what the fuck that was they say they did because they're wikipedia fans they didn't know they didn't know the impact of and how could they because if you actually read the comics the comic the way jim starlin started the comic book was well, guess what that's how it started started with chaos and that's how Joe and Anthony Russo actually wanted to start the film off. But they were shot down, supposedly. The point of me saying all this is, is that Secret Invasion should bring us back to the roots of, hopefully, levels of Captain America Winter Soldier. And when I say that, I mean it's a contained story that can build into something else. And maybe it can add gravitas. Maybe it can add... Uh, more depth to the television shows that can bring those casual viewers in. I have no, I don't work for fucking Marvel, don't work for Sony, don't work for Fox. I'm just saying, it, I think a lot of things are fun when everyone can be involved in. Like, 
I love wrestling. No one's going to ever make me stop liking wrestling. I'm a lifer. I do think it's, I do find it fun when casual people are at these shows, though, because they have a good time. They're just enjoying it. They can, they're, you're able to make them dis, um, suspend their belief, right? And that's always just awesome to do for people. You know what I'm saying? I feel like that's just fucking awesome. Um, but after watching episode one, I watched it twice now. I'm actually at the end of the episode for the second time. I have it on pause, and I said, let me hit record. I enjoyed episode one. They started off with a bang, literally. Literally. The beginning and the end. And I liked it. And I feel like it can be something for everybody if you choose to invest in it. And I'm going. I'm in all the way no matter what. <clears throat> I'm just curious how they're going to keep this going for five more episodes. The way they start this motherfucker out, I'm looking, I'm all in. Looking forward to um, watching these next five episodes. The next five weeks will be fun. Um, But yes, let's get to it. Within the first five minutes, we find out that Everett Ross is a fucking scroll. They literally use Martin Freeman as a cameo. It's a glorified fucking cameo to identify that he's a scroll. Here's my thing. Remember, they could just see you. It, but here's the thing, though. They can see you, but they can't retain your memories. They can retain your, your, your shape, though. Your, your shape-shifting. They can shape-shift into you. I'm curious, because last we saw Everett Ross, he was with the Midnight Angels. So did they? So somehow they, they take him from the Midnight Angels? Or did this guy just so happen to see him and shape-shift into him at some point in time? Here's the thing. Reason why this the way they left it was so fucking good. It's so smart because within that first five minutes, he knows where Fury is. We didn't even know Fury was working for the government. I thought Fury was just off planet. He's working for the fucking US government. He knew Fury was off planet, he knew where he was at, and he was still trusted enough to take information. So they had to retain some of his memories. So what happened between Black Panther, Wakanda Forever and now? Is Everett Ross still alive? Is he is who knows? That's the beauty of the first five minutes. And honestly, within the first five minutes, you could tell he was a scroll. It was like, you could tell that's where they were leading was like this big reveal at the first five minutes. So now, literally, what they did was set the stage that anybody could be a fucking scroll. So then, after that, you see Fury come back to the planet. And you see a, a very different Nick Fury. Very Last time he was on Earth was Tony Stark's funeral. Now he's back, <clears throat> broken, no eye patch. And this is very interesting because he wasn't scruffy. Remember, he came back after the blip. He wasn't, if you look at him and that Tony Stark funeral at the end of Endgame, he was in his normal coat. He had the bald head. He had no beard. He had his eye patch. He still has fucking eye patch. And the story they're telling with Fury is essentially he took the L like everyone else. And he took it harder. He just disappeared and went to his work. I love that side of it because now he's not just going to jump back in and know everything. Now it's like he's going to have to earn it. Um, and so <clears throat> he's got to earn his own trust back, you know. And also we found out that Talos' wife is dead. How did she fucking die? I'm sure we're going to find that out. But there's so much they're just throwing literally at you. I feel like I'm watching an episode of fucking Dynamite. They're literally just throwing all this shit at you like, holy fuck, this bitch was just alive. 
you know, at uh, the second Spider-Man movie. She was impersonating Maria Hill. Now what's happened? So you have that. Then you have the reveal of Amelia Clark. And no, I didn't watch Game of Thrones. Uh, but she's the daughter of um, Talos. So I'm like, holy, okay, cool. You know? Um, and she's working for uh, Gravik, who is the big bad of this scene. So, uh, let, me, let me rewind. He seems to be the big bad. I have a feeling there's a, 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 a higher boss. Like, I see it like Street Fighter. You, you might have Sagat, but he is not Shadow Lou. That's M. Bison. I think, we, I think we're seeing Sagat right now. We're seeing the minor boss, the underboss. There's someone higher. I have a feeling there's someone higher. Then we have Sharon that we're introduced to kidnap Safiri. I think for as much as people are thinking that, that I think right now from all we're seeing, the beating up on Fury, he's old, he's out of touch. I think some of this is on purpose. I think he's misleading some people on purpose. So I think he thinks he knows stuff. And I think at the end of this one, this, this will shake some of his, of his faith even more. I think he still has a sh- his faith is still shaken because they, they lost. They technically lost to fucking Thanos. Without a shadow of a doubt, he lost to Thanos. No one's ever denied that. That's why he brought the Avengers together. And because he's off doing his own thing, the Avengers broke up. I know in the, in the, it was a tie-in comic. I think Civil War. There's a time coming for Civil War where they show Nick Fury trying to bargain with both sides and try to bring them together. We things we the things we didn't see on screen apparently this happened in the Italian comic book. Um I remember that much. I don't remember the comic in general, but I remember that was a part of the Italian comic book. Well anyways, I love how I, I love the fact that he can't compartmentalize and he owns that. I also love how for as much as he has a connection with Maria Hill, Maria Hill calls him out about it. And she makes it, hey, no, hey, no, I didn't want to call you. That was another request of Talos. You made it clear that you were, did not want to be contacted. And you see his close allies questioning him for the first time on screen. I, I loved every part of that. Um, and then also the end with the bombs going off. And they're trying to take over the Earth. They're trying to start a nuclear war. Or a war, I'd say nuclear. But a war... And they're trying to make everyone kill each other, and then they'll just take advantage. Because right now, uh, Gaja made it very clear when she brought in that Beitos guy to the Scrollios that they're only 500 strong. That's not a lot. Now, can he do a lot? Absolutely. But 500 is not a lot. But if you have humanity just kill each other off, they can take over the planet. I have a feeling there's going to be a lot of L's before there's a W. And there's not many W's here. And remember, Captain Marvel promised to find him a new planet. She's gone. Who knows? Like, once this bitch went off into space, we bar- we seen her in her movie, seen her in Endgame, and we seen her in fucking uh, Miss Marvel. She's only made three fucking appearances here. So we don't know where she's at. So that's a good point. They, the scrolls kind of got lost in the shuffle. They couldn't find him a new planet, you know, without destroying other planets, probably. Now their plan is being overrun because of the promise they made. Funny how that works. So anyways, um, <clears throat> we see a cameo from Rhodey in the first episode. I know he's not a cameo. I know he's part of the series. But I know everyone's waiting for the reveal of him to be... I don't know, man. I just don't... I think it's going to be... I think it's too obvious. Even Martin Freeman being in here. Like, you didn't see him in the credits. I remember like watching the opening credits. I said, hmm, interesting. He wasn't even on it. So it made sense, you know. 
I, I know the credits happened after the reveal, but it just it just makes sense. But anyways, like I don't, I just I just feel like that's too obvious. Every, literally, everyone has been guessing that Rhodey's been a fucking scroll. Everyone's been guessing that. I want to say since fucking scrolls were introduced, everyone's everyone's been saying Rhodey's been a fucking scroll. I think it's too obvious to do that now. It won't be fun. What if the president is one? That'll be because we know in Captain America: Brave War, uh, Brave New World, I think is the new name. It was New World Order. I like New World Order name, not because of wrestling, but because I thought this was cool. But it's called a Brave New World. I wonder why I changed the title of that. And that's that's the topic for another show. But we know Everett Ross is going to be the president, and he's going to be the Red Hulk. So that's interesting and fascinating unto itself. But I feel like this show can have implications throughout all of it. And also, my point in saying that ran earlier, what I spiel earlier was, this is so grounded and espionage, it gives you a break from the multiversal stuff so far. And I'm hoping the rest of the episodes gives people a break from it and can bring them back in and just enjoy a good murder mystery. You know what I'm saying? Um, I remember in, this, in one of the previews, you had Crody saying that, Talking to Nick Fury, saying, hey, you're the most wanted man. Well, in this cameo, he's talking to the, I think this is the president, and he's saying, uh, he tells him that, hey, that him and, uh, that Nick Fury and Maria abandoned their posts, and he says he, he's requesting permission to go find them and talk to them and reaching out, and he said, yeah, they can't just abandon their posts, they're coming up with a, a, a deterrent, you know? And so now we know that Fury's abandoned his post. And so we already know he's on the bad side of the government, which is nothing new for Nick Fury, but it's interesting and it plays into the end where Gravik plays them and these bombs go off. And I'm assuming Gravik knows that the Dars reached out to Talos and the Dar may, Gaja may be in on it, you know? But he scrolls into Fury to shoot Maria Hill. That's I didn't see that coming. I did not see that coming. And, but she, she was, once again, just special guest appearance. They killed fucking Maria Hill off. Holy crap on a cracker, Batman. They killed fucking Maria Hill. Did not see that coming. I love it. Immediate consequences. Immediate. So for everybody that says, there's no consequences, it's the multiverse. It's immediate consequences. We see Everett Roth. Someone that's been loved in the MCU, he's a scroll. Who do you trust? And now Maria Hill, his closest ally. And not only was she killed, he, Gravit, turned into Nick Fury on purpose to dra- to bring her in. And her dying words were, it was you. He's like, no, it wasn't. Well, that foot, there's going to be footage of this somewhere. I put money on this. There's going to be, will this be the thing that releases... And you see Nick Fury shooting Maria Hill. And because they don't want to out scrolls and scare the public, they had to blame Nick Fury for killing Maria Hill. Will that be why he's the air quotes most wanted man? I don't know. But I loved it. Um, I loved everything about this. I loved everything about this because, once again, it's immediate consequences. Um... But it's one of those things where Fury has an uphill, up, up, uphill battle. Talos is a pacifist. He's, Fury killed someone in this episode. I wonder who else can be on their team. Though. I wonder who else he can get for help. I'm curious. Will we see War Machine in this? Because is Rhodey War Machine still? I mean, I know we're having a movie Armor Wars because I don't think it's a TV show anymore. They're making it a movie. But we haven't seen Rhodey since Endgame. 
will Rhodey suit up? Or is he a scroll, like everyone's guessing and predicting? Who will be the... Because he, he, Fury's going to need help. So I'm curious as to what's going to happen here and, and the fallout to Maria Hill's death. That is your Wednesday show. What a what a way to start this motherfucker off with a bang. I am the Slow Chemical. You guys enjoy. You guys have a great rest of your week. And I'll talk to you soon. I'm out.